Welcome to Daughters of the King, and you are a masterpiece. I am your host, Jen Lewiston, and I am so excited to be talking about women in the ministry. If you are a woman and you are in ministry in any capacity, um, even if you don't view yourself that way, but you're married to a minister or you volunteer, um, even if you don't think you see yourself that way, you probably know if you're in ministry or not. And so I just want to welcome you here. I'm excited about this topic. I'm excited about um, just sharing my heart with you and hopefully helping you um, discover some things and to see that you're not alone and that this community is for you. So I just wanted to start this first podcast with a little bit about me and my story and uh, why I'm here. And so um, I am the oldest of three. Uh, I have two amazing younger brothers. My father passed away about six years ago and my mom is remarried to an amazing man and they are out there just living their best life. Uh, But we grew up in a Catholic church and for me that it was fine um you know i was always scared when i had to go do my first um communion and and then the confessionals i just prayed to god that we would not uh have to do them and god heard my cry because we left the church when it was time for me to do my first confessional so thank you jesus um and we ended up going to a a non-denominational church and when i was 12 years old is when i surrendered my life to jesus obviously not quite understanding the full impact of that and uh, just kind of still did you know a lot of my own my own things um but my my freshman year of high school my parents um sent me to a christian high school which was amazing and you know i didn't really want to go to the public school i was in public school all the way through up to high school um, and I was ready for a change for sure, especially after, you know, giving my life over to the Lord and, and really needing some discipleship, but not knowing that I need discipleship. I mean, I was 12. So uh, my freshman year, I started a Christian school. And by my sophomore year, I meet my future husband. I mean, come on, if God didn't set that one up, right? Um, and that is also where I was discipled in that school. And I was, um, you know, just shared really uh, shown more than shared. I was shown what it looks like to be a believer and, and what it looks like to follow Christ. And so my husband and I dated for six very long years. I don't know if any of you out there have dated for a long time, but six years is a long time. Uh, So we dated for six years and my husband actually went through a ministry school to become a minister, a pastor. And so he went through that program. And then shortly after that, we were married and, uh, you know, have three amazing children Um, We have a 19-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 9-year-old, and they are amazing blessings from the Lord, Um, especially since I was actually told I couldn't have children. And so God said, I begged for one, prayed for one, and God said, I'm going to give you three. So He has been more than faithful to our family, and our children are an amazing blessing. Um, Dan and I have been in the ministry uh, for 25 years and have been married for almost 26 years. In November will be 26 years of marriage. Um, And it's a good, now it's a good marriage. (laughs) In the beginning years, I think you can probably relate for any of you who've been married for maybe more than 10 or 15 years. Those beginning years can can be a struggle, but God has been so faithful. And and so we are in a really um, good place. And uh, so Dan was called to ministry actually when we were in high school. And we had gone on a missions trip and 
we came back from the missions trip and uh, our pastor, our teacher had asked us, you know, would we be willing to share, you know, another school uh, about the the ministry, the ministry trip, the missions trip, sorry. And so we go and Dan, Dan was like, yeah, I'll share. So Dan's sharing and I lean over to my friend and I go, he's going to be a pastor one day. And two days later, Dan calls me and says, what would you say if I told you I felt like I was going to be a pastor one day? And I was like, well, um, I kind of think God already told me. And at this point in my life, I was 16, 17, and I didn't know what it, what it, what it meant to hear from the Lord. So, you know, I was just like, yeah, yeah, I think you should do that. And so we started dating shortly after that. And that was our six years of just journeying. And, you know, am I called? Am I not called? What does that look like, you know, for my husband? And just the struggles can be really real. And that life journey is very, very real. And so we we journeyed through that together. Um, And we got our first ministry job about a year, six months to a year after getting married, and we were youth pastors. And man, we loved the mess out of those kids. And I still remember our first youth group and what an amazing time that was and how special it was for us. And hopefully for those students too, right? But the church side was hard. Um, you know, it just was, it was just hard. And so we've journeyed through really amazing times, but also some really, really hard times. And, you know, that's why I want to do this podcast, because I think there are so many women out there who have journeyed this ministry road, and we don't talk about it. Because if we talk about it, what are people going to think of our husband? What are people going to think of us? What are people going to think of our congregation, right? And so we don't have these conversations, and there's not a safe place to talk through some of these things. And so, I feel like this this podcast is so important because some of these things need to be shared and we need to know um, that we're not alone. Like we struggle and we journey through this. And so I just want to be here to have these conversations and to talk through what it looks like to be in ministry as a woman. Um, so, so taking it back a little bit, um, I knew that I was going to be a mom. Like that was all I wanted to do with my life. Um, I share a lot of the times um, I share with people that even as a young girl, like being nine, 10 years old, um, even probably 12 and 13, but I would set an alarm um, at night. Like I'd set an alarm, go to sleep and the alarm would go off at like two or three o'clock in the morning so that I could wake up and feed my dolls. Because if I'm going to be a mom, moms wake up in the middle of the night, right? And so... I would set an alarm. I would, I would get up. I would get up and I would feed these dolls. And I was committed to this call, man. I tell you, I was committed. Um, you know, but I look back and, you know, you hear people say, what were you passionate about when you were a child? You know, what, what were the things that you loved to do as a child? What, what were you excited about? What could you do for hours as a child that, and you loved it? And that was one of the things I loved, loved, just being able to like nurture my dolls, you know, and, and be there quote unquote for my dolls and, and to dress them and, you know, to feed them and to change their diapers and to take care of these dolls. Right. I could do that for hours. The other thing, um, which is funny, I hadn't really thought about this, but the other thing I could do for hours is I played teacher. I would be a teacher and I would pretend to have these students, you know, we'd have recess and we'd have lunch and I would teach them subjects and all the things. And um, I did not become a, 
typical what maybe you would think as a teacher, a school teacher, but I became a teacher as a, as a pastor. And it's interesting to look back in my childhood and see the things that I was so passionate about. And it took me, you know, as I look back, I think, wow, it kind of took me a while to get to where God had a purpose for me. You know, like I had children, you know, obviously, like I told you, like my oldest is 19. So that was 20 years ago. Um, but the the call to preach and, and some of the things that I do now, um, looking back and realizing it was already in me as a child. So just a little side note, I would encourage you that if there are things that you're like, what's my purpose? Like, what am I supposed to be doing that? Look back to your childhood and look back to what um, you you did as a child, like what could you do for hours on end as a child? Like what excited you as a child? And then to say, okay, maybe that's something that's deep rooted in me. And that's something that God wants to use um, for my purpose and what he has purposed for my life. And so I would encourage you to go back and, and just look at that. You know, if you're struggling with your purpose, some of us are like full for, full force in our purpose and we know exactly what God has planned for us and we are all in and we are doing it. And yay for, for us, because I feel like that's where I am now. Um, but it's taken me a while to get there and not everybody is there yet. So if you're just struggling, like, what is my purpose, Lord? What do you have for me? Like, what is the end goal? And I'll be real honest with you. When I became a mom and, and we had a journey through that, I was um, told that I, was, I would never have children naturally. And so that was a journey for us that we traveled. And when the Lord um, miraculously gave us our firstborn, I was just overdone. I overcome. I was just like, okay, Lord. And, and I'm going to come back in another podcast and share that story and that journey. But man, the hard of hearing you will never have children. I mean, that was like ingrained in me, right? Like that's what I knew I was going to do. Even as a, as a child, I knew all I wanted to do was be a mom. And so when it feels like it's stripped away from you, um, but God was faithful and God uh, blessed us when I begged literally for one, he gave us three. So he is, he is more than faithful. Um, but in that I was like, okay, all of my dreams are being fulfilled in this moment. That moment I found out I was pregnant. I was like, all of my dreams, all of my aspirations, all of my desires, everything I've ever longed for is going to be fulfilled in this one moment. And I'll tell you what, I'm a great mom. Like I kill it. I'm just saying like, I am a great mom, but it's like, because I look back at what, you know, how I was raised. I take pieces of that. I take pieces of obviously scripture, um, mentors in my life, you know, so it's not just Jen, you know, I pray through things that, um, I don't want to be. It's like, you know, I have to pray through those things and I'm still learning. Uh, I was talking to a friend and she's like, you might want to try. And I was like, yeah, I probably am not super successful in that area. You know, so it's not that I've arrived, but you know, I'm constantly growing, but man, to look back and to go, I am in my call. This is what God has called me to do, to raise babies, to have kids. Like this is it. And I was walking in that. And it's, it was amazing. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, when I had my, my last baby in 2012, in 2013, well, actually before 2013, I was just wrestling with the Lord. He was telling me, I want you to get your credentials. I want you to get your credentials. And that's a whole nother story that we'll go into another, another podcast as well. But, um, so I just was wrestling with the Lord cause I was like, Nope, this is my call. This is what I'm supposed to do. But then there was this yearning and this, this desire to do more and that God had more for me and that there was a bigger purpose, not bigger. That's not 
because I think our children are our biggest purpose, our, our relationship with our spouse and our children are biggest. So I take that back, <laughs> not biggest, but, but a different and more, I had something more that God wanted me to do and I couldn't understand it. I didn't, I didn't know where he was leading me. I didn't know where he was taking me. So if you're in that place, I want to encourage you, even looking back, I was like, oh yeah, I fed my dolls and I set alarms and all these things. But I also played school and I also like, I could play school for hours. I mean, I remember just like, I would, I have different sections planned out. I would, you know, have a pretend chalkboard cause we didn't have money to have a chalkboard. You know, we didn't, you know, it was, you know, balling on a budget baby. <laughs> um, and so we just, it just was what, what it was. But I mean, I would spend hours uh, pretending I had this class and I was teaching these kids. And so I look back now and, and God had already put that desire and that passion inside of me to teach people, to help people, to love people, to nurture people, to help people walk through their journey, um, regardless of what that journey looks like. And so just, I wanna encourage you to look back and say, okay, God, what were the things that excited me when I was a child, when the world hadn't come quite in yet and told me I couldn't, right? We were, what What was that thing that you that you fantasized about, that you dreamt about being? And put, let the Lord just kind of begin to show you some things through that and what that looks like, because I believe that your purpose is sitting in that. I believe what God has for you is sitting in that. And I think he wants to reveal more to you. You may be like, oh, no, no, what I'm doing is perfect. And it may be, and he may have you right where he wants you. And it may be exactly what you're supposed to be doing. But there are a lot of women who are in ministry in some realm that I think really God is saying, I have something more for you. And sometimes we're too afraid to step out in that because some people don't always see that women should be in ministry. Um, we'll talk about that too. But, um, but, God, but God has called us. And if God has put that call on, in your life and on your heart, um, he will see it to fruition. Like he will make sure that that happens, but we have to be willing to step out. And sometimes we don't even know what that looks like. So I want to encourage you to just step back into your childhood and kind of begin to see what maybe that would look like for you, uh, because you are called and, and it may be to be a mom that may be the fullness of your calling. And that is not a bad thing. And that is a great thing. And I say, run after that, be the best mom you can be, be the best wife you can be, be the best astronaut you can be, be the best dentist, whatever the call is on your life, be the best that you can be. Because that's what he is calling us to do is to be the best at whatever he is calling us to be. And my goal, my job, I believe that God has given me is to help you find that purpose and then to help you walk through the pains and the hurts and the joys and the victories of ministry. Because that, man, I tell you what, ministry is the most rewarding thing, one of the most rewarding things I have ever done. But it's also one of the hardest things I have ever done. And we don't talk about it. And we don't share about it. And I want this to be a safe place for us to have those conversations and for us to talk through some of these things. So I just want to encourage you, if you feel like you're kind of sitting on the sidelines in the ministry, but you know God has more for you, to start chasing after that, to start looking at that. I want to read Jeremiah 29 to you. And I know it's a very common common scripture, right? We we all know Jeremiah 29, 11, right? But I want to start at Jeremiah 29, 10, and I want to read through 14. 
So starting at verse 10, it says, This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. In verse 14, I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. He sees you. He sees where you are. He sees the pain. He sees the hurt. He sees the victories and the joys. And he says, I see you. I hear you. I see you. I hear you. I am listening. Please don't stop sharing. Please don't stop talking to me. I am here. I am listening. I love it where it says in verse 10, where it says, this is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. He said, you're going to walk through a journey. You're going to walk through a time that I believe that's what the Babylon for, you'll be in Babylon for 70 years. Man, that's hard, right? Sometimes we, we hard, it's hard to walk through a place that we don't want to be in. We sat in a basement for nine months and that was hard. It's really hard to walk in a place that you don't want to be in. But he says, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised. And I will bring you home again. Walk through the heart because he's got victory on the other side. He's got something amazing for you on the other side. If you will walk through that 70 years, right? It's not going to be 70 years, I promise, because... But God's got a purpose and he's got a plan. And he's saying, if you walk through the hard, I've, I'm going to bring you home. I've got a promise. I've got a purpose for you. Because then verse 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope, he's got a plan. He's got a plan and we just have to trust that plan. And a lot of times that plan is there and we choose to not walk in it. We choose to not walk in that plan because of fear because we don't see ourselves as worthy. We see ourselves as the, well, I just have to be the quiet pastor's wife who sits in the corner and raises my children. No, no, you don't. Now, some of us are called to that. That is what, that's our personality. That's our calling. That's what we're doing. You be the best that you can be. But that doesn't mean that everybody, that's their call. And if that's not your call, that's okay too. And God wants to show you exactly what that looks like for you. And so he says, my plans are good. (laughs) They are good. They are not for disaster, but they are to give you a future and a hope. There is a hope in trusting in God and walking out what he has for you. Verse 12 says, and in those days when you pray, I will listen. He says, I will listen. I will listen to you. If you're feeling discouraged right now and you don't understand what the Lord is doing in this season of life, keep praying. Keep chasing after him. Keep reading your word. Even when it feels like you read your word and you're getting nothing out of it, keep reading your word. Keep praying. Keep seeking after him. Keep putting on the worship music. Keep doing it because he is listening and he does hear you. Verse 13 says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me wholeheartedly, my friend. I know it is so easy to get discouraged. I know it is so easy to see all the stuff around you that doesn't make sense, that hurts you, that has hurt your husband, that has hurt maybe your children, the people around you. I get it. I 100% get it. But he says wholeheartedly, keep seeking me wholeheartedly. 
don't allow people's mess and them not being able to do what God has called them to do yet to influence your now and to take away from your now. Don't allow people to dictate your emotions and your response. You are responsible for you. And so here he says, wholeheartedly seek me. Wholeheartedly chase after me. Don't stop what you're doing. Don't stop. He says, you will find me. I am listening and you will find me. Verse 14, I will be found by you. He repeats himself. You will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. You will find him. You will sense his peace again. You will be healed. I promise. His word promises it. He says, I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. How many of you need to be restored? I know I did. I know I walked through some really hard things and I just said, God, I need to be healed and I need to be restored. Because sometimes what people choose to do and how they choose to treat you was never the Lord's plan. Never the Lord's plan. But he wants to come in and he wants to heal those places and he wants to restore you. He says, I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. Put you in Babylon, he says. I had you walk through that journey, but now I'm going to bring you out of that. And I'm going to bring you to your home again, into your own land. He's going to restore you. I promise he's going to restore you. He's going to restore your husband. He's going to restore your children. He's going to restore your church. He's going to restore your church uh, people. He's going to do a work because this is his promise. In his promises, we have to be willing to receive that restoration. We have to be willing to say, okay, God, hold heartedly. I'm going to chase after you. I'm going to keep pursuing you. I'm going to keep trusting you. I'm going to keep chasing after you. I'm going to keep reading my word even when I don't understand it, God. I'm going to keep, God, worshiping you even when it, the pain hurts, God. And I don't even know. I All I can do is throw up my hands. All I can do is, is, is bow before you. All I can do is just sit and soak it in. But I'm going to keep worshiping you, God. I'm going to keep praying, God, even when I don't have the words to pray. I'm going to keep putting myself on my knees and trusting you, God, because one day the words will come. One day the restoration will come. One day the healing will come. He's saying wholeheartedly chase after him. Keep chasing after him. Keep chasing after him. He He's got you. He loves you. He adores you. He thinks you are the best thing. You are his masterpiece. You are his masterpiece. He's not going to walk away from his masterpiece. He's not going to throw his masterpiece in the trash and say that was a fail because God doesn't fail. You are his masterpiece and he is crazy in love with you. So keep chasing him wholeheartedly. Don't give up, my friend. I know it hurts, and I know it's hard, and I know it's not easy. I know. But keep chasing after him because I promise you the victory is coming. The restoration is coming. The healing is coming. The joy comes in the morning, right? It's coming. He loves you. He is honored to be with you. He has an inheritance for you. Keep pursuing him. 
I, I would just, I would be honored if you would just allow me to pray for you right now. Jesus, I thank you for every single woman who is, who is listening to this podcast right now, God. God, you are, are no respecter of time. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if they're listening today or tomorrow, whatever the future holds, God. Whoever is listening to this podcast right now, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that they would wholeheartedly chase you. God, I pray that the pain and the struggle, God, of life, Father, that they would lay it at your feet, God, and that they would pursue you passionately, Father, and that they would not give up, Father. God, that you would touch them right where they are right now, Father. God, and you would remind them that they are your baby girl, that they are you, God, that they are your masterpiece, God, that you have a purpose and you have a plan for them, Father. God, to not give up, but to keep pursuing, to keep chasing you, Father. God, I thank you for each woman, Father, who is here, who is listening, God. Not for my benefit, God, but I pray for their benefit, God, that you would begin to reveal things to them, God. Their purpose, Father, their worth, God, their identity in you, God. God, I pray that you would begin to do something special and anointed in their lives, God. Father, as they chase after you, God, that you put them in their own land, God, that you would prosper them, Father. God, that you would heal them, God, that you'd bring restoration, Father. And Father, we thank you for it. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. He is faithful and he will do it. He sees you. You have purpose. And he loves you, my friend. He loves you. I hope, I pray that you would join me here every week. Every week I'm going to show up and we're just going to talk through all things women in ministry. You just need to know that you are not alone in the ministry. You are not alone. There are so many women who have journeyed this, so many, and I'm hoping to bring a lot of them on so we can just talk through uh, just the the emotions of being in ministry, the joys. It is such a joy to be in ministry. It truly is, but there are also the struggles, and so we're going to walk through this. We're going to journey through this, so I hope, I pray that you would join me on this journey, that you would come back next week and uh, just be with us as we talk through what it looks like to be a a woman in ministry. I love you, praying for you. Have an amazing day.